Okay, this is Brenda. I'm talking to uh, one of the attendees at the electronic harassment conference that we just had yesterday on August 6th. And there were many attendees. It's so interesting. Uh, you all, I want you to hear from everybody if I could. But there came from all over the country. And their stories are different than mine. I know you've listened to my story about gang stalking and whatever they want to call it, because they have different names for it. They may call it something different, but I have definitely learned from this, uh, this rally that was yesterday. So I want you to listen, listen to uh, a few of the people that I got a chance to interview uh, from the rally. Okay, now I'm going to start with the first person. What's your name? I'm Sue. Uh, be at the electronic harassment rally. Uh, I came to be at the rally as a result of meeting Sharice, uh, and um, she was a very impressive uh, young woman, and she impressed upon me how important it is to let others know about what's going on here in the United States, and not only here in this country, but all over the world. What can I ask you? Where are you from? Where? Uh, what part of the country, if you don't want to uh, say? Chicago, Illinois. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, what made you think you were an electronic harassment victim? Well, I worked for the Department of Defense for a number of years, and in working with the Department of Defense, I had a couple of contractors, uh, Boeing and Lockheed Martin, who are leaders in the uh, directed energy weapons technology uh, and, and that in industry. And of course, as a contract specialist, you're trying to maintain some type of contract integrity. Mm -hmm. And so um, you come into adversarial relationships with the contractors when they want to cut below the belt and, and do things on a slimmer budget than what it was called for and, and materials that are not as high quality as the contract might call for and things of that nature. And so, so you were in a company, acquainted with a company that wanted to 
produce or have something to do with directed energy uh, weapons. weapons. Mm -hmm. Okay, now for our viewers, I mean listeners, mm -hmm. what is a directed energy weapon? Uh, that is a weapon that, um, that uh, it, it is associated with harming a person. They, it can cause blisters, wounds, burns. It, could, it, it impairs your hearing, uh, your cognitive senses. It, it, it's a neurological um, destruction of the human body, uh, which it can and attack your bones, your joints, and all over your body, cause oh, blisters and wounds and things of that nature. So that is what happens when it gets in the wrong hand. Exactly. But what is it for normally? Well, uh, you can use this technology, the electromagnetics, uh, for MRI uh, testings, uh, for body scans, and uh, just about all over your particular uh, home, you have some type of uh, electronic weapons, or not weapons, uh, electronic signals that are coming in, like even on your cell phone. That's mm -hmm. an electronic, electromagnetic signal that's coming into your cell phone. So it can be used for positive things as well as for very negative things. And my last question, mm -hmm. when did you discover you were victimized by this technology? And what would happen as a result? Well, um, I began to get sick. Uh, I'd never been sick before then. I was a healthy woman. And uh, I did, discovered I had burns, wounds all over my body, actually, the first incident. And uh, I was admitted to the hospital. And they did all kind of tests, wondering where this stuff is coming from. They said, well, is she diabetic or something like that? I've never been diabetic. I've never been diagnosed as diabetic and having wounds and burns and blisters all over me as a result of that. They test me for a lot of different things, and that left them really curious as to what is going on with me. The Havana Syndrome is when uh, I saw this as an opportunity to open up to all U.S. Uh, American citizens who may be targeted by these type of weapons. And so under this legislation that... Uh, President Biden signed last year the Havana Syndrome Act of 2021. I see that as an opportunity for us to step forward as targeted individuals and say something, say something to the government to let them know that this technology just cannot run amok across this United States and we just sit and not do anything. And that's why I'm speaking out today and I want legislation to be opened up to all American citizens across this country. We deserve it. There are um, directed energy manufacturers who are now operating in different states around this country. They're having caucuses on this. We must step up and let them know that they will not run amok on us and will not pay the consequences because they will be, we, we, we need to be compensated. And more than just the intelligence community, we need to be compensated all over the United States for anyone who's targeted by these type of weapons. Thank you so much. And you know what? I hope I get a chance to interview you again. I hope so too. And we'll have another, a more intense sit down. But I wanted the listeners to hear your story. Well, thank you very much. Thank I want So nice meeting you at the electronic harassment conference. Mm -hmm. I was so glad to see everyone there. <laughs> And now to meet you. Mm -hmm. And what drew you to the conference? What's, first of all, what's your name? My name is Nina, N-I-N-A Gonzalez. I am originally from Los Angeles, California. I am now living in Utah. I am an Exodus type of refugee. 
<laughs> I went to Utah because my mother's a senior citizen and she couldn't move. And through the lockdowns and everything, I moved there. She couldn't move, so I came to her. Okay. And well, what drew you to, to the, the rally when we yes. started to hear about it? And we were listening. We met um, Charisse and we talked to her. And I started to realize because also the Michigan law that's already in place on directed energy weapons. These weapons have been going on since the 50s, if not earlier, you know, with Russia and the diplomats in Russia, Moscow. So they're nothing new, but they kept it very, very secret, covert. And all the countries around the world have it. It's the intelligence agencies. It's also in the military, even in their law enforcement, especially here in the United States. So it's the Big Brother Police State. Oh, Big Brother Police State. Yeah. Did you feel or do you feel victimized by this uh, technology? Very, very much. I feel it's electronic prison. It's electronic concentration camp. And how is that? Uh, because they're using AI quantum computers to track us, control us. They use our EEG brain signature frequencies. Now, have, what is that? That's a big word. EEG brain signature frequency is like your fingerprints. Everyone has a unique one. And with the technologies, the satellites and the drones, that's how they track you. That's how they can differentiate you out of the 7.5 billion people on this planet. And what do you say to somebody say, oh, she's crazy, she's uh, mentally ill? I would say go learn your science, <laughs> go into electrical engineering, if not higher, mechanical engineering, and you can look it up anywhere on, on any website, the military websites, it's all there to smack you in the face with, the information. So. <laughs> and have you been physically impacted by this? Oh, yes, yes. They, they, they um, oh, let me see, how would I put it? They have technology where they call it remote neuromonitoring. It's a nice way of putting, saying that they're reading your mind. Okay, along with the EEG brain signature frequency, they're doing it constantly, 24-7. It's like electronic tagging. Okay, they're doing this to the masses. They're not just doing it to individuals. They are also using, uh, there's other terminology, they have different terminology. Army has synthetic telepathy. That means they can broadcast messages to you you're hearing people it can be live they can even do visuals it's like wearing an invisible helmet and you're like a, a soldier and you're out in the field and you can kind of see it's a two-way kind of t communication where you can see them your commanders and your team and vice versa see them and also hear them without using your mouth y you know it's it's more of a star wars type of thing if anybody knows about ronald reagan and star wars this is really what's been going on. It's part of the MK Ultra family of human experimentation or weapons uh, experimentation on the human beings. It gets, in, gets into um, everything. They're digitizing. They're copying our body's frequencies, including our brains, everything. They call it um, brain mapping. But they have to have everything digital in order to upload it. And they're calling that for outer space. It goes, it gets very, it can get very extensive. A lot of people have a hard time. And that's just basically the science because people have been kept in the dark very much, extremely in the dark, intentionally so that they can remotely do experiments on the human people, the human race. And they're doing it through electronics. People can't see with the naked eye. And you have to understand the science in order to demystify it instead of turning it into superstition because that's what they want people to do. And it's part of it's a form of psychological warfare to control the masses keep them dumbed down so that they can keep doing that to people
the all of us, and they treat us like we're the herd, the animals, mm -hmm. uh, cattle. And I wanted to kind of go back to CERNs. Like for instance, Sweden is the projects Alice and Atlas. It's about it's about interest. They're they're thinking that they can live forever. That's what the whole thing is about. And it's a continuation, basically, of World War II. Okay. If anybody wants to look me up, you can look me up on Facebook under Nina, N-I-N-A, Gonzalez. My formal first name is Yurdis, E-U-R-D-I-S. That way you can differentiate me from everyone else. I'm very vocal about it, but I like intelligent people who just want to get out of this electronic matrix, which is basically like, um, like the Rutherford Institute calls it the electronic concentration camp. They're doing it remotely instead of the old-fashioned way. So I'm glad I could meet you, and <laughs> okay. I'm glad to introduce you to the listeners. Okay. And we hope to hear from you again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So I have another uh, attendee here, and uh, her name is Miriam, and she has this strong New York accent. I'm telling you, she is New York, the essential She's New York. New York. New York. <laughs> And uh, that's Lauren Birch in the background. I've been posting her uh, attachments on Facebook. We're going to hear from her in just a minute. But now we have Miriam. 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 You hear her? Miriam, the New Yorker. And so that's a biblical name, too, so I'm not mad at you. Miriam, what can you tell these listeners about uh, electronic harassment or your experiences? However, whatever labels you you put with your experience what can you tell them can you describe to them what you've experienced uh, i i would urge listeners to um educate themselves on eugenics eugenics is a form of uh science uh it, it's satanism described disguised as science it is the actual use of science to disable, injure, harm, and kill people without penalties. One of my goals is to see an anti-eugenics commission because I have studied eugenics extensively and this is the one disguised form of science that has been allowed to kill people relentlessly under the disguise of science with no penalties. So I, I see, we see, People in my group, I'm in charge of, uh, I have a prayer warrior group, I have some education groups. Uh, we seek to see that eugenicists, researchers, laboratory, supervised laboratory, uh, people who create infectious diseases, uh, people who inject people with non-validated injections, inoculations, vaccines, things of those nature, will be penalized for actually harming people, killing people, and disabling people. Another one of our goals is to get all injections on this earth that go into the human body to be validated before they go in the human body. Whether it's a little piece of cotton the doctor has to use and press that injection in there, see what color it comes out to see what exactly is in that injection, before an injection hits the human body, we seek to have it validated before our hand. We seek penalties for all people that kill people under the disguise of science. We seek penalties for hospitals that take money for killing people. Um, with respect to organized stalking, 
we seek an end to stalking people's income from job to job you can have 10 degrees if in this program if they want you unemployed and basically every every god-given right liberty right you have that try to take your god-given rights god is a provider he will take care of you this will build your strength but it hurts when you've been to school whether it's for a skill or an education when you have a skill or an education and these people will stop you from making an income just so that you can become easy prey for eugenic assassination programming this program needs to be shut down. Um, now, Miriam, do you feel like you've been personally uh, victimized by this, or do you feel just like you're an advocate? Which one? I've been personally victimized. I watched these people induce, hospitalize my mother, <laughs> induce, hospitalize my 51-year-old sister, and induce, hospitalize my father. They have counterfeit respiratory machines that they're using. That killed my father. A counterfeit respiratory machine is a, uh, is a respiratory machine that's uh, actually uh, in hospitals or ambulances ready to, it's like ventilators, to be put on people and they're toxic. And it puts people in a coma condition and then they are labeled dead while alive. Wow. Okay. These are the types of programming. First of all, there's no place to go to report a counterfeit respirator and somebody's going to do something to pull it off the market. There's no place to go when you've been injected with uh, an infectious disease that you know you, did, you didn't come to this place or you weren't sick before you had that. There's no place to go when you've been injected with a device in your system that now disables you from walking, you limping, you walking. There's no place to go to report directed energy weapons that are trying to induce a stroke on you or try to kill you. But I say do what you have to do. Call 9311, document it, have your research there. Don't let nobody kill you without a record without a paper trail. Well, thank you so much. Do you tend to plan to attend the electronic harassment uh, rally next year? Definitely, without a doubt. And I thank God for these people that are aware of these crimes. I thank God for the support system. And I, I, I urge people to continue to expose these crimes. This is an unregulated eugenics assassination programming. And we need to make sure that anybody that kills somebody is penalized. Well, thank you for coming on to The Political Strategist, and we look forward to revisiting oh, you. Let me say, I have a petition, and I urge all listeners to please get to this petition. All you have to do is put Havana Syndrome Equality Act, ipetition.com, on the, in, in Google, put it in Google. Again, Havana Syndrome Equality Act, ipetition.com. That's where it's at. Read it, sign it, we see equality in the enforcement of that act that says it's to help American citizens. We are American citizens and we seek the benefits associated with that act, which includes recompense as well as uh, uh, some type of uh, uh, way to uh, medically disclose these, uh, these crimes. So, yes, please sign the petition. So as you can see, listeners, uh, we had attendees from all over the country, and I, I was very impressed with these ladies. And ladies aren't the only victims of these activities. There are also men that attended the rally. 
thank you so much. I'm, I look forward to talking to you again here on The Political Strategist. Okay, now we're revisiting with Ann. Ann, what else did you want to say? I, I want to add something. Uh, this is Ann Baker. This is Ann Baker again. Hello, the guys. Hey, um, this is Ann Baker again. I want to add something. Oh, John. I want to add something. Um, we're looking for an attorney that would represent us in a courtroom of law. Uh, I know there are many targeted individuals out there. We're definitely looking for someone who's sincere, who can represent a class action lawsuit in terms of getting this forward and bringing it to the government's attention. Uh, if there is an attorney listening or you know someone who might be interested in taking on this case, please do call Ann Baker. My number is 312-388-5329. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate your help. And let's keep fighting, people. Let's keep fighting. Thank you again for that information. Okay, here on The Political Strategist, I have one final uh, interview of an attendee that I would like to you, for you to hear her story. I mean, you listen to me all the time talk about my story. But when you hear the stories of the women and the men that have attended and that attended this electronic harassment rally, uh, I want to call it a conference because, you know, uh, a conference is when you discuss and when you talk uh, with each other, and it's certainly been a conference. And we're even here today. We have congregated today. Today is the day after the rally, and we're still talking about our experiences. I want you to listen to the story of one final attendee. Her name is Lauren Birch. I've been, you know, acquainted with her a little longer than the other attendees. I mean, she really uh, got me with her uh, story. And so I want you to hear from her. Uh, Miss Birch, Lauren, where are you from? I am from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. All right. And a I am so glad to be here once again. Um, you and I talked uh, maybe about a month or so ago. And um, it was a pleasure for Likewise. the first time to meet you. Um, just talking with you, I feel like you are a fair person. I think that you stand for what is right. Yes. You are for the people, True. by the people. And I know that, you know, the situation that you are in as well as being a targeted individual or Havana Syndrome victim, um, that you are going to fight like hell to make sure that we get the the human rights that we have lost the uh the the all of our rights back in place because they have certainly been taken from us so it's a pleasure to meet you again and have this discussion it's sad it has to be on this occasion but uh somebody has to speak and it might yes. as well be us exactly so since we're the targeted we are going to speak, and we're not going to keep stop talking until we are heard. Yes, and delivered from this. And delivered with the Lord's help. Amen. And it, even if it means that it ends my life, I'm not going to go down without a fight. And I tell everybody, this is not associated with anything that is mental. This is physical, okay? And it affects your life in many ways, not just one. It can overcome you if you let it. So I just say we um we have to stay vigilant and pray 
and ask God to give us guidance because this is a war without a weapon. I agree. Now, let me ask you something. How did you come to be involved with the um, electronic harassment uh, rally? So I met Sharice, um, not, not really at first, but I, I saw her uh, YouTube on uh, YouTube, of course. And I said, you know what? Here we go. So it, it was a blessing and a curse that I met her. Um, it's just sad to know that there's another person out here that's, that's going through the same thing. But um, be, be that as, as it may, uh, I did get a chance to start speaking with her. She did say that she was going to be doing a rally on uh, the fact that she and her daughters were being targeted, which means they were also being hit with DEW, which is Due for Directed Energy Weaponry. And so um, once she and I started talking, it, we haven't stopped yet. So basically, that's how I came to know her. All right. Yeah. And then you were inspired to attend the rally. Most definitely. So I said, come hell or high water. If I had to walk to Detroit, being from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that's what I was going to do to get here. Because, um, you know, it, it's hard for a lot of people who are being targeted to, number one, step out and speak because they are afraid. Number two, because they zap our income, they zap our funds, they zap everything that they can zap from us. It makes it difficult for those who really want to participate to travel from one state to another. So I just said that, you know, I didn't have the funds. Somebody actually bought my ticket for me, and I'm very gracious for that. Um, to get here to Detroit, Michigan. But I just said, you know, even if I had to go borrow the money from the bank or somebody else, I was coming to this rally. Uh, and and I, was, I was feeling just that good about it. And it was just such a great turnout. Um, my sisters, we had one brother uh, in the whole uh, event of the rally. But my sisters showed up and we certainly showed out. So that's how I am here, and I'm so happy that I am. Well, let me ask you one final question, mm -hmm. and then we'll close the program. But what, what, what was your personal experience with the uh, electronic harassment? There is not any one particular one, but I will tell you this, that um, I initially came to know that I was a target. I was sitting on the couch with my ex-boyfriend at the time, and he and I was just watching TV, and all of a sudden, I get this blow to my head that I have never, ever experienced in my life. And the blow was so hard enough that it caused me to become discombobulated, and my nose started to bleed very shortly after that. And, um, and I asked him, while he was sitting there looking at me, uh, did he feel that? He said he didn't feel that, but he told me that my nose was bleeding. Mm -hmm. And and so he got up and got me a cloth to try to clean myself up. After that, I got up, went to the bathroom, um, and turned on the light, and both of my eyes were very dark. So I knew something that had happened to me that I had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. So after that, I started doing investigations of, uh, and one of them was those, the new meters, the new meters that they're putting in homes to, you know, I guess, smart preserve meters. smart meters 
to preserve energy, whatever. I started looking into that. I started looking into the light poles. And then that didn't make sense to me as I was going on the website. I started looking underground lines. That didn't make sense to me either. So I just kept on going until I said, well, I'm not going to stop right here. Uh, and so something said, look at something pertaining to direct energy that only hit me. And so that's what I came upon. And I came upon a case that said something about there is another case pending for someone who has been struck by a directed energy weaponry. And that's what took off for me. And that's how I knew that I was also being affected in the same same way that this person who had a pending case was being affected. And so um, after that, it's been one incident after another. So the initial blow was to my head. It started going to my lower extremities. I started feeling these burning sensations, these uh, things that I've never experienced before. And so... Um, that's kind of where it went, and it has not stopped ever since. Um, I have been shot five times, and I believe that it is associated with me being, in fact, let me just say this. The reporters did say that Lauren Birch is a target. One reporter said that it was a target to my car. Well, that's true, but of course, I was the driver of that car, so I am also the target of that car. So that makes me a target. So, um, and but ever since then, it's been an ongoing process. I was shot. I had five bullets that supposedly still in my legs. After that happened, I was non-consensually implanted with a device and also have microchips that um, I did not consent to. So I say hell no to today and every day after that when it comes to 5G. And, um... You know, they're, they're doing just mass destruction, mass destruction on people, human beings, as well as animals, um, with these implants and chips that they should not be doing. Uh, facial recognition, they can read uh, you from the satellite, the 5G, plays the biggest part of all of this. And that's how they're able to read your mind which a lot of people think that you may have some mental episodes or breakdowns. This is not a stigma uh, of mental illness. This is real. And um, it has to stop. Yes, and you came to this rally so that we can get it, get some action about stopping Absolutely. And I'm coming to the next. I'm coming to your town, your state, your country, if I have to. Well... I promised um, that we would hear from Ms. Birch, but the other attendees are here. And so uh, I have given it to you the way that I um, have heard it and see it myself. You've heard my own story over and over here on The Political Strategist. And so hopefully uh, when you hear the podcast, you will uh, be able to learn something and glean something from what these uh, victims have said and uh, added to what I've told you about electronic harassment and uh, government gang stalking. So that uh, concludes this podcast about uh, the electronic harassment conference and what we learned from 
uh, the, the, the people, the victims, these are victims that I've talked to here on the podcast uh, about the rally. Actually, we called it a rally and that attended. And these people came from everywhere. The women, the men came from all over the country. This was no joke. Uh, they traveled here by bus, plane, drove from Florida, Utah, L.A., Chicago. Uh, Lauren Birch came from, uh, let's see, she came from Winston-Salem. Um, Nina, I think Nina said she came from Utah. And so these, uh, these uh, attendees came uh, with their story, equipped to tell their story and to... Um, tell you and I, uh, and to, you know, tell us about their stories and their experiences and, um, give us a sense of what is going on in this country. I believe that it's more widespread than it is reported. Uh, the attendees at this particular, uh, rally, um, I observed them and I, I considered them to be strong and determined to tell their stories and to, um, excuse me, highlight their plight to others. And, and that is what I am doing right now here on The Political Strategist. And I hope you uh, have listened intensely to their stories. And hopefully you can, you know, compare it to some of what I said, I have said here on the podcast and uh, be in a frame of mind to communicate these facts, uh, these factual testimonies is what I want to call them, to others who may hear of these terms. I I say it all the time on The Political Strategist, here on The Political Strategist. I I never heard of gang stalking. I never heard of electronic harassment and so forth. And and, and especially Nina, she's using a whole lot of big uh, unfamiliar terms. But once you acquaint yourself with these terms, uh, Miriam as well from New York. I mean, she, she, and she wants me to say Miriam, like Mary. Um, you know, these are people that are also very knowledgeable about electronic uh, directed energy weaponry and how it's used, how it's transmitted. And they, I've heard more than one of them, uh, actually uh, identify when it's uh, an attack, when they're actually sit- sitting and uh, sensing an attack, and they were all separate. All of them were sep- at separate times said the same thing. So this is a real experience. I know from what I have told you that I, these are real experiences. And so uh, this is not the first rally. Uh, we're going to have another one, Charisse who uh, actually sponsored this rally, and it was such a great organized rally. Uh, It has indicated that we're going to be doing it again, and hopefully uh, the attendees will increase, the participation will increase, and we will bring these issues to the forefront, and they will be uh, mainstream-type topics that we can discuss, and hopefully see it on uh, TV see it on radio, on on mainstream uh, radio and television so that we can all be educated about what's taking place. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. 
and I will talk to you next time.
Thank you.